Hello and welcome to A's Plus, the San Francisco Chronicles podcast on the Oakland A's and Major League Baseball. I'm your host, Chronicle A's beat writer Susan Slusser, and today our first guest is second baseman Sheldon Noisy, who talks to us about his first big league call-up and the major adjustment he made to his swing last year, plus getting used to a new position. Then A's director of player personnel Billy Owens joins us to talk about all of the September call-ups, next on A's Plus. Today on the Ace Plus Podcast, we're delighted to welcome Sheldon Noisy, who made his Major League debut at Yankee Stadium on Friday, the first game of the series. Sheldon, can you tell us what that experience was like, not just coming up and then making your Major League debut, but doing it in a place like, like Yankee Stadium? It's it's hard to put it in words. You know, you see places like this on TV all the time, knowing this is a top-notch facility, and to be able to come in and just see it all, take it all in yesterday, you know, BP and everything like that. And then to be in the starting lineup, get out there for your first at bat and you just kind of take a step back and take it all in and realize that this is it. This is the real deal. Um, it was amazing, you know, glad that we were able to pull out a win. But just personally, I, I don't think there's anywhere else I'd rather have it at. Did you have a, any, any butterflies coming up, especially for your first at bat? Of course. I had it all day the last two days, and I think they were just intensified right before I got in the box. And then you draw a four-pitch walk. I mean, was it more almost just like, I'm just going to stay in here? <laughs> no, I didn't think so. The first pitch was kind of like that, and, you know, after that one kind of settled in and, you know, just look for something out over the plate that put a good swing on it. Hopefully something good happens, but was able to get a four-pitch walk and get on it, and then felt relieved after that after that it was just baseball again yeah. now I know you've got a lot of friends and family are here how many people wound up making the trip and and could you hear them did you did you see them at all no I didn't hear you see I think there were 20 around 20 people oh, here yesterday awesome. so I think a couple of them flew back but there's still a good group here today 15 or 16 maybe so okay. We'll see how they uh, how they are today. That's super fun. Now you're playing second base in your second game. Um, tell us what the transition has been like for you, playing. You know, obviously the bulk of your career, you've really been on the other side of the infield at short and third. It, I mean, it's a transfer that happened pretty quick. I got put over there and played there for about a week and a half straight, so wasn't a whole lot of time to get used to it. Just kind of thrown in there and put in the early work and hey, you know, get comfortable. This is where you could potentially be playing and. Now I'm playing it my second game here, so I feel more comfortable there each and every day, but I'm definitely definitely in a good spot right now. I feel really comfortable there and can only go up. What are the difficulties in making that transition? Is it um, people talk a little bit about the double play? Mm-hmm. I know um, when we talked to you when you uh, before the first game here that you, you mentioned that it feels like things are backwards, obviously, because you're, you're on the other side of the diamond. Yeah, I think just the footwork is the most important thing. You know, that and realizing you have a little more time on a routine ground ball. You don't have to rush things. Take time, get the good hop, and, uh, you know, you got two or three more steps over there, so it's nice. Um, But other than that, it's not bad. Once you realize the footwork, you just got to make it become natural. And um, the first couple games, it wasn't, but it got easier and easier. And now it's it feels routine. You've obviously played with the rest of the A's infield in spring training, but when you've got guys like Chapman, Simeon, and then especially Olsen at first base, does that make things a little easier too when you're playing a position that, that you're not quite as familiar with? I think so. It'd be a lot of communicating today and 
hey, you know, where am I supposed to go? And balls here and there, because I just I don't want to mess anything up, you know. And always trying to think ahead. But I mean, these guys, I mean, they're so good. Hopefully, I can just get in and do my part. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to get out there and play with those three for sure. Now, you um, obviously came over to the A's in a really high-profile trade, the the Sean Doolittle, Ryan Matson deal with the Nationals, and then you came into your first spring with the team, and you were on fire the whole time. Then you go down uh, to the minor leagues, and you, you struggled that first half. How were you, what happened then, and how were you kind of able to turn things around? I think I just got off to a slow start and just kind of panicked early on, tried to do too much and get back all of it back with one swing. And I think once I finally realized that that wasn't going to work, of course I realized it halfway through the year, but just kind of take a step back, simplify things, and just get back to you know making contact, driving the baseball, not trying to do too much. You know, I think once I started doing that, just everything got easier, calmer, quieter, and was able to put balls in play, drive baseballs, and I think that's what's kind of helped me this year. Um, you know, not panicking early on and drawing it out for two or three weeks of a scuffle, just making it hopefully a couple games or maybe four or five days, not not a month. Yeah. Well, I talked to Eric Martins, uh, the AAA hitting coach, the other day, and he, he was talking about the fact that you used to kind of have a bigger leg kick and that it, some of it was adjusting that to make sure your timing was right. How much Do you remember him talking to you about that when, a, when somebody kind of makes those suggestions? How does that go? How did you, uh, you know, take that information in? Yeah, I mean, I just felt like my movements were too big with the leg kick. I had too much going on, you know, a lot of moving parts. So the goal was just simplify it, make it get quieter in the box where I can use my hands. and. You know, if that meant the leg kick had to go, it had to go. It was time for me to make an adjustment, you know, one way or another. I tried my ways, and I knew eventually it would have to go, and I finally got to a point where I said, you know what, it's whatever. It doesn't matter. What else can happen? What's worse than this? So just simplified it, made it quiet, almost to hover, and um, I think it just allowed my, my head to stay still longer to be able to see the ball a little bit better. And so far it's paid off. I like that, a hover instead of a kick. That's like a, I like a new thing, just hover. That seems good. Um, obviously, Jesus Lazardo was a guy who came over in that same deal, and you know him well. How's he been looking at Las Vegas? He's a guy I think everybody's expecting that, that maybe we'll see here in September. Yeah, I mean, he looks strong. Every time he goes out there, he throws the ball well. Um, he's had a couple of things here and there, setbacks, but, I mean, the kid's a horse. He's good. Um, he can any club he's on, he can help out. Young guy that with that kind of stuff is somebody that could play this game for a very long time, not just play, but be really good at it. So I'm excited to watch him pitch anytime I get to. It doesn't matter where it is. Yeah, it's like one of the greatest trades of all time, especially considering what Blake Trident did last year. It's really pretty amazing. What's that like as a young player to go through though, to get traded over after you know starting off in one organization and being you know your second round pick, which is pretty high profile. It was crazy. I I never expected it. It was just a normal day. We had a doubleheader and wasn't in the lineup. And went up to him and said, hey, thanks for the day off, or, the, you know, the game off. And he said, I'll just take the full day, which didn't sound right. But I was just like, all right, whatever. That's didn't weird. think anything of it. <laughs> Called in the office and said, hey, you've been traded. I'll contact you. Thanks for everything you've done. See ya. Well, that's really was, weird. I was like, all right. Well, sat around, watched both games. And then six hours later, I got a call and said, hey, we're sending you to Stockton. And. You, know, you got two days to gather your stuff, and then we'll see you over there. So, I mean, it all happened pretty fast, but I didn't think it happened that early in my yeah. career, especially. I mean, I was in my first full season, yeah. but 
got here, came into the welcome arms, open arms, and it's been great over here ever since. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. What a, what a, what a crazy thing. Um, tell us now about kind of your outlook the rest of the way with, with this team and contention. How much fun is it coming up kind of at this time of year and even before September call-ups with the, with the team doing what it is? I mean, I've been here for two days and we've done well so far. It's been fun. It's been a good clubhouse, you know. You're 2-0 so far. <laughs> I'm not 2-0. The team is 2-0. I haven't done much. So, no, I mean, I just want to come in and whatever role it is, be able to get in there, get an opportunity to do something good and help the team win. Um, hopefully we can keep running like we are and get in a series of playoff hunt here and hopefully make a run there too. But... The way we've been playing, I, I think it's fun to watch. This is a team that's fun to watch, and I hope I can just be a positive impact on it. Sheldon Noisy, thanks so much for joining us. We look forward to talking to you again sometime. Thank you. Coming up next, we have Billy Owens, the A's assistant general manager. We love this interview. The sound quality is not the best because I was standing on the street in New York and Billy was calling me from a crowded airport, but we thought you would enjoy it. So put up with a little bit of noise and, and a lot of honking and enjoy. Our guest on A's Plus Podcast is A's Assistant General Manager, Billy Owens. Billy, I figured this would be a good time to talk to you with about a month left in the season. Uh, I know you have seen all the A's minor leaguers, particularly the guys that have been called up in the last week um, with sub September call-ups. Particularly, I think people are interested in Sean Murphy, who came up September 1. What can you tell us about Sean Murphy and how he looked this year, You know, especially dealing with the knee injuries? He had a hammy bone injury that, that derailed the second half of that year, so we were able to get him in the third round. But uh, he's a two-way threat behind the plate. He's nimble for a guy that's six foot four. Really good athlete. Uh, he's got a short swing offensively. Uh, his, his walk to strikeout ratio has always been good in the minor leagues. Uh, he's got a bazooka for an arm. Uh, I think his stolen base uh, caught stealing rates 33% for his career. So a um, uh, really talented kid. I mean, I, I can't, you know, go across the minor leagues. Uh, he's as good of, of a two-way threat, uh, both sides of the, of the baseball, as any catcher in the minors. So it's um, definitely nice to see him uh, up in the big leagues. It's been a, kind of a tough year. Uh, he had the knee injury. Um, he, he had 320 in Vegas, but it's been sporadic time as far as he had bats. So it's nice for him to be up there. And uh, the sky's the limit. I mean, he fits as far as... The talent on our team, uh, Sean Murphy, uh, fits with anybody. Yeah, he's really an exciting player. I, I think, um, you know, it's probably fair to say he's somebody that could potentially be an everyday catcher for the A's at the big league level at some point in the next few years, correct? Yeah, Sean Murphy's a monster talent-wise. I mean, as far as timetable, exactly how many games September, and that'll be, um, we'll see what happens. I mean, as we know, you can come up in the big leagues. You can uh, start really hot. So, um, you can go the other way. So, just a matter of how he starts out, we're in the pennant race. But as far as long-term potential, uh, Sean Murphy's got, a, he's got all-star caliber uh, long-term potential. I mean, oh, you can really that's exciting catch. now. Yeah. Yeah, um, no. Good. So, I think people are probably a little at least familiar with Sean Murphy's name. I'm guessing that not necessarily everybody knows about Seth Brown, who came up and made a big splash, you know, comes up not even as a September call-up the week before and then starts off his career 10 for 22, I think 12 for 
26, some, something like that uh, after the final game at Yankee Stadium. Did this surprise you at all? You've obviously seen him for a long time. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, for one, it's a great, uh, first off, I want to call, uh, in, a, in a good way, uh, Seth Brown. He's like the Northwest Bomber. Uh, he's like an old school uh, junkyard dog. I mean, this guy's hungry. Uh, he's tenacious. Uh, from an organizational standpoint, it's a great story. From uh, Jim Kaufman drafting, uh, being a scout that signed him, Eric Kubota draft, and for him to matriculate through the minor league system, for him to start off hot, uh, 10 for 22, uh, to throw guys out at the plate, hit balls against the wall for doubles, for him to show um, that versatility, for him to be able to play the outfield and conceivably um, other places on the diamond. Uh, Seth Brown's a great story organization-wide, and the kid's hungry, and the power will be there. It definitely will show up. You surprised at all with what the hot start that he that he got off to? Yeah, I mean, like I said, kind of like we talked about Murphy, it's almost like there's always crazy stories when you go to the big leagues. I remember Stephen Vogt, I mean, he's a career 300 hitter in the minor leagues. Uh, he started off cold. I mean, he was star for Tampa Bay, didn't get a hit. Uh, we traded for him, and then he didn't get a hit the first 10 at-bats. So he was like 0 for 28 starters career, and he's like a two-time All-Star and a, and a big-time contributor for the A's and the Giants. So it's not so much how you start, but the fact that we're in the big race for Seth to come up, not be scared, for him to sting the ball right away. Like I said, he's, he's an old-school junkyard dog. He's got power. So, yeah, it's not a surprise. I mean, honestly, I mean, just – that big league call-up, it can go a lot of different ways, but it definitely um, it's not a precursor as far as the long-term talent potential. Uh, Sheldon Noisy comes with, uh, I think, uh, quite a pedigree. Obviously, uh, he was a second-round pick of the Nationals, and he was involved in a very significant trade, obviously the Sean Doolittle trade with the Nationals. Uh, gets off to a little bit of, of a slow start after he gets called up. Again, another guy called up before September call-ups. What have you seen from him so far, and what are your impressions? You've, you've obviously seen him for a long time now, because I, I know you scouted him even before the trade. Yeah, I mean, Sheldon Noisy, he's a tough kid. Um, he's kind of like Max Muncy, where uh, if you just look from the stands at his body type, um, he's, he's a very deceptive athlete. I mean, so he's, he's quick in small spaces especially, uh, very nimble feet, good hands. Uh, strong throwing arm. He actually closed in college and, and touched 95 miles an hour. But no, he can he can definitely um, really defend. Uh, he's a plus defender at third base. Uh, he's got about 15 games over there at second now. Uh, he can be a, a solid defender at second base if not with the arm string turn double play if not above average. So uh, Sheldon, he came in, came over to us. Uh, he's a career uh, right at 300 hitter in the minor leagues. Uh, he hits the ball to all fields. He has power, and the guy's a baseball player. Now, Paul Blackburn comes back up. I, I think, especially in the Bay Area, people know who Paul is. You know, he's from Contra Costa County. He's out from uh, from Brentwood, out there. Uh, you know, he's been up and down a little bit. And if you look at the numbers, without kind of understanding what the PCL is all about, and you know what Las Vegas, the ballpark, has turned into. He might not go like, okay, that's a great season. But given, you know, the fact that Las Vegas is clearly playing like a hitter's park and the PCL is notoriously a hitter's league, what do you think of the season that Paul Blackburn put together? 
Uh, Paul, he definitely he pitched well this year. I mean, I def- the uh, PCL, I mean, the, the home run rate up there, it's, um, the numbers are pretty insane. So you really don't judge guys by their ERA there. It's more the strikeout-to-walk ratio. And when you do give up home runs, you want to, you know, give up solo home runs. Now, they still could make a few more moves here in September, and I know you've seen a lot of Las Vegas. Jesus Lazardo is a guy who's obviously everybody gets excited about. This stuff is phenomenal. We've seen it during the spring. He's left-handed. What's, uh, you know, as he's come back from injury, you know, he had first had the shoulder injury and he's had a couple other things. Uh, what have your impressions been, and what do you think maybe he might add if he gets called up? Yeah, I mean, Jesus Lazardo, he's a monster. I mean, you go back to... You know, left-handed starters that can throw upper 90s with a, a dynamite changeup, a good breaking ball. He's always had plus command. Uh, the kid's 21 years old. Uh, you know, along with Sean Murphy, from a long-term standpoint, they got chances to be, you know, above-average uh, major league players. So, this is Lazardo. I've seen the kids since high school. He's tough. He's focused. Uh, he's had a couple hiccups this year that are out of his control, but... You know, when he gets that opportunity, I mean, who knows how he begins. But from a long-term standpoint, I'm pretty confident that Hazel uh, Cesaro has a chance to be an all-star caliber left-handed pitcher at the major league level. Yeah, and same trade as Noisy, which is really, really astonishing. And Blake Trinan. That, that was, a, that, that was a, a truly astonishing trade when, when everybody looks back on that one. Uh, yeah, it was a great trade. I mean, it was still a good trade for both sides. I mean, we're definitely happy with our side. But, I mean, Sean Doolittle still in an all-star caliber club. Absolutely. So it, it, yeah, it was a good trade for both sides. Oh, totally. At the time, especially, you know, Matson had did well for them, too. Yeah, a great trade for both sides. But, yeah, really, um, for the future, really looks great for the A's. Um, an interesting potential wild card at Las Vegas. Um, Matt Harvey is there now. I think people remember him from the Mets. He was an all-star with the Mets. Um, you know, working his way back from what was a very disappointing season with the Angels, have you had a chance to see him? And it could be, do you think he maybe could be a, an option in relief? He's he's now pitching there. Yeah, and I'm Matt Harvey. He's a definitely interesting case. He's only 30 years old. Uh, he had an awesome uh, start to his career up there in the New York Mets. Uh, hit a bump in the road this year in Anaheim. But yes, I recently saw his start in Albuquerque. Uh, he topped out at 95. Uh, he threw uh, solid breaking balls. Uh, he threw a couple good change-ups. So uh, he's a guy that, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, he's going in relief right now in Vegas. Uh, he can fill a variety of roles. You know, he's in that transition point in his career. But as we've seen, uh, Scott Emerson is one of the best league uh, pitching coaches out there. And he, I think he can get the best out of um, pretty much anybody. So we'll see. We're not here exactly what's going to happen in the next few days, but uh, Scott Emerson has a chance to, to get him. I think he can definitely enhance him. And, and Ricky Rod down there in Las Vegas is another outstanding pitching coach. Uh, Matt Harvey's in good hands. So, yeah, the dark night, he could rise again. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how the rest of the year unfolds. Oh, man, that, that would be an, an awful lot of fun. Anybody else jumping out to you, to you at all? How do you see things really just in general in September for the Oakland days? Yeah, I think it's exciting. I mean, you got three or four teams basically battling for uh, two spots for the wild card. And this is like, you know, we got the, the two franchise players in, in Olsen and Chapman on the corners. Uh, we got a strong uh, 25-man roster. 
Uh, there was exciting trade at the deadline with Tanner Roar. And also, I mean, it's kind of the way we've done things over the years, the fact that we have Noisy, uh, the fact that we have Murphy, the, the kind of uh, – and A.J. Puck to blend in with the, with the 25-man crew. We have a chance to finish strong here in September, hopefully get to the, um, the playoffs. And from there, I, I like our chances. Yeah. Really interesting. I mean, just potentially great options and some guys that I think Ace fans are going to see for a long time and some, uh, you know, some, some other options that also might be a lot of fun. Billy Owens, thanks so much for joining us on Ace Plus. Uh, sounds good. It's a pleasure to be here. Our thanks again to Assistant A's GM Billy Owens, the Director of Player Personnel, for joining us on A's Plus. Our producers today were G. Allen Johnson and King Kaufman. We will be back again next week with more A's Plus. Thanks for listening. A's Plus is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, please subscribe, tell a friend, or give us a review. Follow me on Twitter at Susan Slusser, or you can email me at sslusser at sfchronicle.com. Support A's Plus and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.